Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Recorded live. This is the No Holds Barred Radio Network. Check us out at nhbradio.com. nhbradio.com. The following is a presentation of AOW Productions. This program contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts of this program do not necessarily state or reflect those of the No Holds Barred Radio Network and its management. Introducing Chris Master, Derek Stark, and Bad Billy. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Outlaw Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Outlaw Radio. I gotta say, Rockin' the Spring was awesome. I miss Vegas, but it's good to be back home. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Bad Billy. Of course, welcoming back our brother from another mother, Derek Starkey, Derek back Starkey. on the show. The, the Mad Dog, what's going on? Nothing much, boys. Getting ready to front an interview with another great singer. That's why I'm back, and I'm kind of weaning myself back in to Outlaw Radio so I can be with my brothers from other mothers. I miss Florida. I miss WrestleMania. I miss the sexy women I got pictures with. But thank God I got pictures. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you please get them on, Chris. That was funny. <laughs> Oh, you're so desperate to get laid, you'll you'd say anything, man. Okay. No comment. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Inappropriate. And of course, of course uh, Chris and Mikey are it's like we so we we've got the whole band here tonight. Yeah, we Hell do. Oh yeah, brother. Yes, uh in a few minutes we're gonna be joined by country slash pop singer Anne Marie Paserno. And later on, we're going to be joined by Philip the Payne Wagoner. He joined us once before. He's got more to tell us, so he'll be joining us later. We'll also be joined by Slim Jim because we have an alert to give you, and we'll get to that in just a little bit. But, Derek, do you think it's time we get on with this show? Let's cue the song. Now, this song that's, that Billy is going to cue, I believe, is... Uh, and one of Anne Marie's latest hit singles, I believe, right, Billy? 
I don't know what love is. I mean, that's what it's yep. called, and, and it's what I just got recently. So let's uh, get this rolling, shall we? We shall. Anymore. 
Dog Whiskey is an American bourbon blended with herbs including green tea, hibiscus, ginger, eucalyptus, and many more. When they infuse great tasting herbs in their bourbon, they never expected to take away the whiskey burn and still leave the whiskey taste. So rather than adding extra sugar to make cold cock smooth, they simply added great tasting herbs from around the world, and the result is the easiest whiskey experience you've ever had. Take a cold cock shot to the mouth. Must be 21 to buy. Find them online at coldcockwhiskey.com. Cold cock whiskey reminds you to responsibility. Because there are some people out there who need practical advice. And yes, I'm talking about you. Wisdom beyond value from the desk of Mr. Holland. I think the guy that invented the vibrator heard voices that said, If you build it, she will. Please disrobe. It's that time again, June 3rd, downtown Carlsbad. Carlsbad Main Street presents the second annual Tavern Fest featuring Restless Hearts. Brought to you in part by City of Carlsbad Lodgers Tax, Vodka, Waters Construction, and Thunder Run Concrete. It's Cavern Fest 2017. Grab your friends and family for the biggest festival in Southeast New Mexico. While you're there, grab a cold beer in the beer garden brought to you by Milton's Brewery. Restless Hearts. With special guests, the Highway Women featuring their hit song, Deep Waters. And Brian James Graham with his hit, Like Hell. Don't miss Restless Heart, June 3rd in downtown Carlsbad. Tickets are available at the Main Street office or at carlsbadmainstreet.org. Fillmore Voicemail allows people to engage in social networking through the exchange of voice messages without the need of utilizing a computer. For just $4.95 a month, get an announcement-only voicemail box with a Chicago, Illinois, USA phone number. Rewind, fast-forward, and volume controls during message playback. The ability to record 90-minute announcements by phone and access to a members-only website to upload audio from your computer directly to your box. For $12.95 a month, you'll get everything an announcement-only box comes with, plus message sending and receiving, instant messages, and many other social networking features. For $10 more per month, your box can have a nine-option tree-structured menu. For more information or to get your very own Fillmore voicemail box, call toll-free 1-866-4-GET-VMB. That's 1-866-443-8862. Or visit FillmoreVoicemail.com. Fillmore Voicemail, a service of Fillmore Productions. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, call Anne-Marie Persino right now on Skype. All right, so we're just waiting for her to answer at the moment. Hello, Anne-Marie. How are you? Great. You're on the air with Outlaw Radio. Well, hello. How are you? I'm fine. I'm seeing you guys are tweeting and twatting and doing all that fun stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Uh, Derek, you got this one. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Uh, hi, Anne. It's me, Derek, again. Hi, Derek. Now, I don't go by Anne, just so you know. We're going to set this shit straight right from the beginning. <laughs> All right. 
Yeah. I love her attitude already. <laughs> That's right. You told me to bring it on. I hope you're ready. <laughs> yeah, I go by Anne Marie, though. Um, oh, I, I do have some friends or fans that they just insist on calling me Annie. But as far as my music, you know, if you want to find me online, it is Anne Marie Paserno. So we'll just get that out of the way. So what what, right. what have we got going on tonight? You guys having a good time so far? We always have a good time when we're here. Oh, yes. Now, first question is, tell the audience that's listening about Anne-Marie Pacerno. That's the question? Tell, tell me about me? Um, well, tell, tell, well, tell the audience about you. Yeah, well, if I knew what I was about, I, I wouldn't need therapy, you know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> let's see. I am an entertainer in Nashville. I like to say the word entertainer because I do do a lot of different things. And over the years, you know, I've traveled and gone back and forth between theater, live bands, comedy, and doing music, and then starting to write songs and getting on radio and you know, I've been primarily in Nashville the last five years, really focusing on the music part of it. And uh, so really, even in any live performance, I like to incorporate all those things in a performance. And um, I'm doing very well as far as it's nice to have people listen to your music, of course. And I've met a lot of people and, uh, you know, having a great time doing it and also dirt poor at the same time. <laughs> it's not easy being a musician, but uh, I find it very gratifying to be able to write my own, you know, what whatever it is I want to write about, I write about it. I've, I've got songs that haven't been heard yet that are in production that have catchy titles like Don't Piss Me Off and I Want to Get Sexy and I've got some great tunes coming that aren't these love ballads, like the first one you played, is the second cut, I want to say, off of um, Songs from Nashville. And I like that song a lot myself, but um, I'm not all about, you know, sad songs. I've got a lot of fun ones coming, too. Nice, nice. And uh, we did play uh, I Don't Know What Love Is. Uh, Talk to us about what made you want to write a song like a song like that um well and i might have told you some of this when we chatted earlier yep eric um but you know when you think about marriage vows um i myself have never been married i've never had kids that i know of of course (laughs) and basically i've had relationships where I really gave them everything, wore my heart on my sleeve, you know. Um, I loved a few alcoholics, a few crackheads, a few people with addictions. And, of course, you know, I was very naive um, because through high school and college, I didn't um, I didn't really have boyfriends. I was pretty shy, but I was very involved in theater and music. And in college, everybody was gay, so... You know, the picture that they had in their wallet that they said was their girlfriend, their freshman year. Um, By the senior year, they were all out of the closet. So I lived in a co-ed dorm with a lot of theater people. It was a lot of fun. Um, But I didn't have 
probably those typical dating experiences that people have, go to prom, all that stuff. So when I started dating out of college, of course, I made a lot of mistakes and uh, believed everything that everybody told me. And now I know, uh, you know, don't trust everything that somebody tells you up front. It really does take time to get to know people. So once you're in a relationship, when you're, if you're thinking of anything long term, you know, I think of the marriage vows through thick or thin, through richer or for poorer, through sickness and health, right, for better or worse, whatever. And, you know, that takes an incredible amount of pe- two people that do get married and make it and stay together. They really work hard at even through the bad stuff. Um and you hear incredible stories. And then you have people that stay in marriages that probably shouldn't because they can't keep those marriage vows. You know, they either lie or they cheat or want both sides, you know. Um, and I've had my heart broken, you know, just in relationships, trying to be a good person. Or uh, I was engaged once and that didn't go through because he cheated on me, which is fine. I'm I'm very glad that I walked away from all that. So those marriage vows kind of spurred the writing of the song. Um, because, you know, you really don't know what love is when, when you are maybe in a tough relationship or you're in love with an addict and you find out those things and if they're not willing to change, and that's the dynamic of, I would say, a good marriage or any relationship is two people willing to work through it. But at sometimes one person's going to be weaker, right? One person's going to be an ass. One person might be giving a lot more than the other. And you have to decide if it's fair or not. So I give kudos to anybody that stays in marriage and really works hard at it and really believes in that, uh, th- those types of vows. So that song just kind of puts it in perspective because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what love is. I don't. Um I would say I'm probably jaded at this point and uh, I'll probably die and be an old decrepit maid, probably. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> now, Anne-Marie, now, uh, with this song that we that we just played, one thing I've always enjoyed about it was it's a little bit, a little bit blues, but the sound of it is definitely country, but it's not like this overproduced country that they got these days, it's more broken down, like just a couple of instruments and your voice. And that's yeah. all you really need. Yeah. Um, and that's what I was going for. And he might've put it in a slightly different sound than what it started on. I could play the demo and it was just me on the guitar and I sang it very straight. But then I started um, listening to a lot of Tammy Wynette, some Adele, uh, Katie Lang, and Roy Orbison. And I was listening specifically not to imitate how they sing, because I think I have a unique voice and, you know, I can't sound like somebody else either. I can't imitate them. Um, But I was listening to how they deliver the line and how they take their time. And I think that's a challenge on a slow song is to really put the feeling and the emotion in it and let it float and let the line sink in. I don't know what love is anymore, right? And then you got this great music. I mean, the producer, he took mandolin, he took steel guitar, he took dobro, acoustic guitar. He played all those instruments himself. Awesome, awesome guy uh, that used to do 
film work in L.A. and commercial work and TV. And um, he really was in tune with what I wanted to do with the song. And uh, I really thought he wove it in and out of the lines really well. He did some great little licks with that mandolin that I like that I think makes the song unique. And I wanted it to be, you know, if you're a musician and you're here in Nashville, you meet a lot of songwriters, you sit, you play, people come together and you got a lot of instruments and it's very natural and, you know, no plug in. I mean, yeah, it's great to have a great electric guitar and thumping bass on songs. And I've written songs like that too, but you know, the guitar, you just pick up and you go. I've been everywhere. I've, I've been in camps for homeless people where uh, me and my ex, we had a guitar and we'd sit and play for people. I mean, that's kind of what I was going for in the production of the song is that it could be an instrument that could be carried and played. If, if you can imagine that, that it didn't take big production. So um, I thought the song came out well. I don't know what I'm interested. I really am because not everybody's given feet of what their first impression is when they start hearing those lines. Cause it's, you know, it's not necessarily a happy song. <laughs> so so I like I like the music and and it's and it's getting played everywhere around the world and it just came out well it comes out on iTunes Friday but it went to radio about a week early and a lot of people have played it so you know as a guy I wonder what a guy thinks he probably goes I, I don't know you're you're the guys so well I mean well, sorry to uh, sorry to cut you off, Billy, but for me, I actually enjoy the uh, sad songs. Kind of reminds me of some that Merle Haggard were, would actually write. I think. Okay. So. Well, I got one here. It's uh, it's Mikey here. Um, let's see. I listen to a lot of '90s country, and I'm I'm there with Derek. Uh, I love the sad songs uh, mainly just because I've I've went through some of that. Um, but with what you were saying about. Um, I don't know what love is, um, just how you were describing some of the people who've had uh, addictions and problems. I just wish my sister could talk to you about some of that stuff because I won't give any much, too much details, but she's going through a rough patch with the guy she's with, and I think she could have benefited by hearing that. So Yeah, it's, it's sad, uh, isn't it? Because you think if you love them more, if you show them you've got support, isn't that what you would want? somebody to do for you if you were down in the dumps and you were, you know, at the worst, lowest point of your life, wouldn't you want somebody to give their hand and lift you up, right? And yet you have people that do this that very knowingly do it and they're not willing to change at all, even though they they get the opportunities to change. And it's very, you know, I don't wish that sort of pain on anybody. Um, so it's a very tough thing. You think, did I really love that person? You know, you can put some on yourself as well. Did I love that person enough? Did I give up on them? You know, it goes both ways. So it, it really, that that's really what the song was about. And uh, you think about Tammy Wynette, well, you know, she had a very um, volatile relationship with George Jones and addictions with drugs and and her songs exemplify a lot of that her song like till I can make it on my own and I you know I didn't try and imitate any of that but I really looked at how they delivered the emotion uh you know and that's what I was striving for I love it love every minute of it so absolutely absolutely that 
that's actually the impression I get too. You know, and and what really impresses me is, um, you know, as I was reading some of your bio there, is you started out as more of a uh, pop artist or a soft, more along the lines of soft rock, I might say, and then you've made a brilliant transition into country, and, and uh, you know, and it sounds to me like what country used to be, what country, yeah. what country music should be, not, we'll have a house party. Oh, my God. I hate that song. Down so. the boom, giddy up. I got my Daisy Dukes on, and I got my beer. Yeah. And I got a lot of trucks, and I wanna <laughs> fill in the blank, guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All, but, all that. All I, I listen to new commercial, and I I think it sounds like bad karaoke tracks. Well, oh. actually, excellent studio musicians that they put a little ding here, they put a lick here, they put a ding there, right? You know, they fill in the pockets of the music. And a lot of times the artists, if they don't have a lot of musical background, they're just a singer, they they just accept that track, um, right? And then some of these singers, in my opinion, they're flat, they don't sing in tune, and they got all that auto-tune. But they're being played all on commercial radio. And I've actually been rejected from some new country radio stations that say it's not what we play mm. and i go wow you know this is great music what i'm doing fuck you you know <laughs> but, um i don't i'm always very polite um i have one dj i keep sending him a song because he keeps rejecting me and it's it, it to me it's becoming a joke it's like well here's my latest and what's interesting is um uh I don't know what love is just charted in Canada as number six on a Canadian indie chart. Really? And is one of the most requested songs on another big station with like 35,000 listeners. And, you know, it's making the circuit and, you know, everybody's playing it. And the first track rain, that was number one on some charts. And we're talking indie radio charts, but you know, it's very nice to be recognized and still know that, these stations, just like you, you, you probably get hundreds, thousands of submissions. So for somebody, you know, I really appreciate you having me on air. For somebody to take the time to say, hey, you know, we want to talk with this person or we want to play their music. For me, you know, when it starts off on guitar in my living room in Nashville, and then you hear it on radio and it's produced, that's, you know, that's great, you know, because uh, it takes about half a million to get on billboard. So, you know, to be played around the world to a couple hundred thousand people, I'll take it. You know, I, it's, it's gratifying for me. And, uh, I like what the producer did with the music. Absolutely. I, I said, I want to even, I said, even if we do a song that's rocking and bluesy and those are coming, I still want to use these acoustic instruments. I don't know if you ever saw on Facebook, I want to say it was Aerosmith. I wish I could remember the song. But it was a bunch of hillbillies standing on a porch, and they had bando, banjo and guitar and some really funky, you know, probably some mandolin and fiddle. And they were jamming out to a rock song, and they flew it out the window. They were so good, but none of them were plugged in. And that's kind of the effect I'm going to go for even on my up-tempo songs. You know, if you can carry that instrument and you can bang out something on that tune, then then it's in the mix, you know, depending on the style of the song. 
Anne, are you referring to uh, to a band uh, called Iron Horse by any chance? It might have been. They're, they're like wearing overalls. They were definitely hillbillies. <laughs> yeah, they were yeah. wonderful musicians, and you could tell yeah. they were out yeah. Yeah, just, somewhere. Yeah, uh, Iron Horse, uh, if anybody's not familiar with them, they do uh, bluegrass covers of Metallica's songs, or <laughs> that's that's one of them. Uh, they've done Guns N' Roses, so, and and they they all sound pretty good, too. Then they do ACDC's Thunderstruck. Yeah, they. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. I think I know who you're talking about now. Okay. Yeah, I wish I could find it. I'll, I'll have to, you said that, what's the name of them, the band? Iron, Iron Horse. Iron Horse. I will have to um, Google that and check that out because, you know, I think that's wonderful. And, uh, you know, I'll get more into it. Well, there's a song coming that you don't have yet called Bonfire. It's going to be the third track. It's pretty much produced and getting ready to go in studio to master it and you do the mixing of, you know, really some fine-tuned mixing. And the concept is about, um, you know, the parties around the bonfire. If you've ever been to a music festival, you know, you pass around the guitar, you got about 200 people after the concert in the campgrounds, right, to the side, in the holler and barbecuing and smoking weed and drinking moonshine and passing <laughs> the guitar and I'll have to I'll have to share you guys this video I took. I actually documented it. I did a little mini documentary of Goose on the Lake, which was just like this. I mean people got in the little golf cart or the little um the little grass tractors, whatever you call them. And they drive around the campgrounds and they're like, party in the holler. And everybody's running and jumping on the tractor and going to the holler and the bonfire starts and the guitar starts getting passed around and the moonshine, you got grandma's apple pie and real apples. And you got these big jugs of strawberry moonshine with these massive strawberries. And that, I mean, I, best moonshine I ever had, you know, and you're enjoying music and the bonfire is like 10 feet high and people are dancing and you've got hillbillies hand clapping and dancing. You've got people that work in corporate offices. You've got families that bring their kids and come back. This place that I documented on video that were coming for 20 years and and then you've got people bringing in their own instruments and eventually you got two three hundred people that are playing all these instruments banjo and strange string basses and instruments that were made out of tin cans and you know harmonicas and fiddles and everybody's playing and i cannot describe that feeling of uh you know it's like euphoria everybody is just happy and enjoying the music and maybe a little stoned and a little drunk and even the end of the video shows the one guy that was passed out in his camp chair and as daylight came up he was the last one remaining (laughs) everybody else goes to their tents and goes to sleep and there's this one guy still passed out by by um sunrise in the chair and you know nobody moved him so I showed like all the behind the scenes stuff of all everything that happens at some of these festivals. But you know, it's really filled with a lot of love 
and a lot of friendships and um so this song called bonfire is about people coming together just like that singing around the bonfire with a single guitar and then all the different instruments and different voices start coming in until it's kind of like a rock out ending and i um invited some other independent artists on it with me that you may or may not know or they'll probably end up checking out your station um now that i've met y'all but lisa coppola used to go on tour with uh billy joel and is a great singer herself and uh jimmy parker is a very very popular award-winning independent artist here in nashville he does country and uh, Jody Anna was my bass player. She did some awesome bass. And uh, Donna Joe is um, a bluesy Georgia country girl with this accent that sang some gospel at the end of it. And uh, then I had brought in some songwriters. Benny Pitzinger put this movie line voice in the beginning, a narrator type voice that just sends goosebumps, you know, because there's a lot of stories that have been told around the bonfire and his voice just it's like wow can't sing for shit but he writes great songs he writes very funny comedy songs story songs and uh, you would enjoy some of them he wrote one called like walmart fashion show and and then the other guy was steve owen who also won some songwriting awards so you know it the whole the whole song was about bringing people together and i thought about that experience I had at this music festival and that's how we kind of wrote the song um people and music coming together and then bonfires also have a lot of history too of burning of bones you know dead people different traditions in other countries um you know from bad to good to celebrations to festivals to religious ceremonies to letting go of the past so it has a lot of because I, I take pride in my lyrics. I do research. I really research the history of bonfires to say, what else can might give me some ideas for, you know, some lines in this song. So that's coming out in the summer. And mm-hmm. uh, you heard the second track so far. Rain is the first. Actually, and, uh, I'm kind of happy with the direction, you know, that I'm going with all this music. Um and each song is getting a little bit more up tempo and up tempo as the album goes on. I I've saved I've saved some real doozies, you know, near the end and I'm excited because um so far they're all getting a great response. So All right. Well, you just mentioned Rain and I want to cue that song in here in just a couple of minutes. Uh but before I do, why don't you give us a, a little a bit of a rundown on that song? Well, this song was, you know, I'm not even exactly sure how I got the uh, idea. I wanted to, as a songwriter, as a lyricist, writing, you know, words, you could say, I took a walk on the beach, just as an example. And everybody goes, you know, that's boring. That's very literal. Or you could say, you know, my feet crunch through the hot, scratchy sand, and that gives you more of a visual right there. And and something that's a songwriter tip, if you're ever stuck, is think of the five senses, right? Uh, hearing, seeing, smelling, tasting, touching, right? 
Yeah. And so you can choose words that evoke that. And so you're, you're not only telling the story and you're trying to put emotion behind it, but if you incorporate five senses, um, you're awakening other things in the listener and you're giving a visual picture. So rain was, you know, um, talking about going through a, you know, a dark time where you just feel like, you know, it's just constantly raining. It's constantly dark. You, you want, you want to feel light. You want to feel warm. So you want to feel happy again. And, um, you know, so I've been through some trials and tribulations and I won't go into the whole long story, but, you know, I've had a number of accidents and just recently had surgery. And, um, you know, when you're, when you struggle against physical pain and challenges and all that, you really have to be strong inside, but you get tired too. You get tired of fighting. And I hate stupid people too. I'll mention that too. (laughs) It's like, I am very open-minded to all nationalities, to all races, religion. I, I have a lot of friends around the world, you know, that I've met through radio and my music. And, um, you know, I, I'm that type. If I don't agree with you, it's okay as long as somebody doesn't have to be right. Somebody has to be wrong. Two people have a difference in opinion. It means you think one way this person thinks the other way but so many people want to argue and fight about it if you don't agree with them and so i'm i'm really open minded but um i will say i do hate stupid people <laughs> don't <laughs> I, I don't like ignorance well it's like you know people that you uh they ask you a question and you say well here's the answer and they'll ask you that same darn question or they'll ask you 6 months later the same darn question and there's just people that don't get it, and I, you know, I would say that's probably one thing I need to work on is my patience. But um, anyway, mm-hmm. I digress. But you know, I'm sure there are just some people that are fucking annoying, and that's all I gotta <laughs> say. <laughs> like, and I actually, I have more guy friends than girlfriends, and I know that sounds strange. It's not sexual, you know. Guy friends, they like to talk to me and. They're very open, and honestly, that's probably why I don't trust men or don't have a boyfriend right now, because guys just spill their guts to me. <laughs> I can't tell you the stories that, and DJs, people that I've been on air with that I chat, I've become friends with over the years, and they'll just tell me everything, and we talk about sex, and we talk about their marriages, and, um, you know... And I appreciate that because I'm a good friend and I'll keep secrets when somebody tells me something. And I actually appreciate that they're that honest with me, you know. Um, I love honesty. And my my bestest of friends are the ones that are just bare bones honest. Uh, I, I really value that. And I think that makes a good friend, you know, somebody that can uh, tell you what it is, even if you're being a bitch or you're you're not having a good day. Um you know, but they'll stand by you, you know, and I'm that type of friend, too. I have friends that I've had for a long time, and, you know, you guys have known each other. How long? Uh, about two years. <laughs> That's it? No. Well, <laughs> we're getting there. <laughs> you know, oh, I'll tell you the memories. Once you hit, like, 10 years, 20 years, and we're talking about friends, you know, marriage is totally different. With friends, boy, you got memories, and 
as the years go on, you got to remind each other who was who and, um, you know, just crazy times. I had one friend I've known for, I want to say, wow, it's going on 20 years now. She single-handedly packed up a U-Haul, helped me move out to Nashville. And she's like this 90-pound little black woman that was a journalist in the Air Force. So she's tough as nails. And Hey, guys, uh, I'm Lawrence, and I've got some re- Okay, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is that? But, uh, you know what I mean? And those are the friends. We've gotten drunk together, you know. Um, we partied. When I found out I had a three-day weekend, I'd be like, let's go to Vegas or let's go to New Orleans, and we would. You know, beach hangs and console each other about boyfriends. And we've argued, too. We've had some knockdown, drag-down fights, but it was all in love, you know. And uh, I love friends like that. And I think people that are friends with me know that I'm like I'm that way, too. So if I tell you I'm going to do something, I do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, we better go ahead and cue rain without any further ado. Ah! Uh-huh. 
Because I got a, I got a question that might cause you to think just, uh, just like, oh God, I never thought about that. I've stumped a number of artists that we've had on this show. Now, who is somebody that you would love to do a duet with, past or present, and any genre as well? Well, I didn't hear what you said. I just unmuted my mic. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, who would you who love would you to do that with? What was that? Who would you, who love, would you love to do a duet with? with? We're getting uh, some echoing. <laughs> uh oh. Um, you know, that's a tough one. Are you talking a star, indie artist? I don't know, you know. Um, there's, you know, there's a lot of great singers out there, and it really depends on the style of music, to tell you the truth. But I, I don't listen to as much commercial radio anymore. I'm, I'm very happy listening to all these internet radio stations, and when I recognize the artist, that's when you know that's a great independent artist, in my opinion. Um, I've got some great friends that they all work very, very hard. And, uh, you know, we're all exhausted. Some of us work day jobs and spend hours and hours and hours doing our music before and after and, you know, chatting with radio stations and all the social media takes a lot of time and energy and Twitter and Pinterest and Google and Facebook and Instagram and, you know, it just goes on and on and on all the music sites and your websites and even preparing a song just to get put on iTunes and Amazon and if you want to do it right because if you do it right and you register it and you get your songwriting royalties and um, get all the meta tags and all that correct um, on a lot of stations it will identify in the player where the person listening can see who you are and see your YouTube and click on it and they can go to iTunes and buy your single and 
you know, I was thrilled just a month or so ago, got my first royalty check. Because you got to get a couple hundred thousand plays before you ever see a royalty check. So I've been plugging away at the internet radio for the last two years um, and finally starting to see some money come in. So that's a great thing as well. So hard to say who I'd sing with because I listen to so much independent music these days and, um, you know, I'll have to introduce you to some of these artists that are just, in my opinion, better than anybody you hear on commercial radio. And I think part of it is their heart. You know, as an indie, you say, I'm going to sing what I want to sing. I'm going to say what I want to say. And you put a lot of emotion in it. Where in commercial radio, it's, uh, you know, I live here in Nashville, so there's a lot of publishing companies. They throw artists or songwriters together that have never met before. Oh, your guys are going to write a tune. You know, we need a hit tune for Dirk Bentley, right? And people you never knew, you don't even know what their background is, what their belief is, their training, whatever. Oh, you're supposed to write a song, you know, and I've never even co-written with anybody because I've got so many ideas in my head as it is. And um, the the third song coming out, like I said, over the summer, Bonfire, that was actually very hard to let other artists sing my song because um, if you hear Bad Girl, hopefully you'll play that coming up. Um I do all my backups and harmonies, and I know in my head what I want it all to sound like. So when you take your baby and you're giving it to somebody else, sure, you know, you might say, I want you to sing this melody or sing something a certain way, but they're going to have their own special delivery, even in the phrasing, Um, you know, unless you want to beat them over the head with a hammer, you know, they're going to put their own little spin on it because that's what being an artist and an individual is so it was a it still is because we're still working on it and adding other artists on the tracks but um it's definitely a learning experience to you know learn how people create everybody creates something differently so um as far as singing with somebody i mean i love patty labelle that's on the top of my list as a Main Street, Patty LaBelle, I don't know how old she is, but she is the bomb. That lady can sing, and that's, you know, pop, rock, gospel. I would love to blow out some notes with her on a big stage. And uh, Etta James, you know, who's getting older and in her, you know, not, not but in her, back in the day, she was a force to be reckoned with. Janis Joplin, of course, she's not here anymore, and I love every Janis Joplin song. And, uh, you know, I don't like a lot of the real poppy, over-commercialized, processed stuff on the radio. So even though sometimes it's hard to be different, um, I've been called the black sheep in my family. (laughs) But uh, to produce your music the way you want to produce it, I just keep saying I want to be authentic and I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. And I'm finally getting recognized because... What you said earlier is, yeah, I did do pop rock and some dance tunes, and and then all of a sudden I'm doing country, and everybody, oh, you're not country. Well, guess what? <laughs> you know, uh, I was really thrilled to be put on some really what you would consider country radio stations and make some charts that were country. I was like, wow, see, I can do whatever I want to do when you're independent, and um. It's actually very exciting, too, because you go, wow, I did that, and I still want to do a really rock. I do want to do a major rock album. I still want to do a blues album. 
so you know, till the day I die, I'll I'll keep writing songs and singing. All right, cool. Now, uh, all right, uh, Billy, what's the uh, next song we got queued up? Interesting title, I must say, and it's called Prozac Queen. What can you tell us about this song? Oh, well, this is definitely a different one. Um, hmm. You know, I was thinking how people try and be so perfect, and nobody is perfect. We all know that, you know. Um, and my family was very dysfunctional. <coughs> Excuse me. I was a product of divorce. You know, my mom, she didn't go to college. She married my dad, married 16 years. He had an affair. He married the secretary he had an affair with. She used to come to the dinner table and come over to the house and have dinner with us. And I have three sisters. So just imagine that scenario. How disrespectful, right, to my mother. But my mother also was somewhat, I would say, uh, dysfunctional and abusive. She came from a very traditional background. My dad came German side and my dad uh dad's side was Italian. So anyway, um that was really hard for me and my three sisters, four girls, you know, got divorced. We were all in high school. The younger sister was ten years younger, but all three of us were in high school. And um, you know, I think we all when we went off to college and stuff, we all had to process all that because we didn't see what good relationships were growing up. I can I can say my older sister is very happily married, probably going on 30 years now, so kudos to her. My middle sister has been married and divorced three times. <laughs> so, and my younger sister's been married now a couple of years and very happy her first marriage. So, and I've never been married. So, Prozac Queen kind of not really with any one specific family member in in mind, but um, I would say that me and all my sisters, we all went to therapy at one point or another. I mean, because we, we went through a lot of trauma. And, you know, I don't want to depress anybody, but you either love your kids or you don't. And And my parents didn't support my music either. They were like, you're never going to make it. You're wasting your time. Um, and so Prozac Queen is just, you know, it's not just about Prozac or people that take medication. And that's a serious illness. I, I wish my mom would have believed in that. She always said, oh, depression, that's just something you all make up. And it's like we wish she would have gotten help because me and my sisters, we all got help. And we were all straight A students. We've all excelled. We've all done very well and healed. And, you know, because we said we don't want to be like our parents. So um, I have to say she was a master at looking perfect, you know, at social events. But behind the scenes, they weren't. And so it's the illusion of, or it's also about jealousy. You can think that this real pretty girl or guy um, that's all successful, you can be jealous. But you never really know behind the scenes what maybe they battle. Because some people are very strong. Some people can't talk about what's painful so, you know, take a little pill um, is a reference to, to uh, you know, everybody's got a pill, whether it's eating, drinking, drugging, um, being sexually promiscuous, right, or a workaholic or whatever you have. Everybody's got a pill for those things that sometimes are out of their control that um, they might not know how to change and 
so it's, you know, it's about the illusion of perfection, really, you know. So it's kind of a strange song. Um, I was actually partying and uh, working on my keyboard and coming out with all these real dramatic sounds, just the music. And, you know, you record it, and the next day you wake up and go, let's listen to my masterpiece, right? You know, sometimes you hit the play button, and it's like, man, that sucks, you know. Or, But the, the music was kind of interesting, so I took it to this producer and in Florida and he did the whole bad girl EP and he really did a great job taking my little crappy tapes and, and really making music out of them. I thought, um, I thought he did a good job. All right. So with that said, we're going to go ahead and cue Prozac queen. way she walked, of the way she talked, of the way she cried, of the way her hair fell in her eyes, and the way she had bruises on her thighs. Her family always locked her outside, so she walked the lonely streets at night with the rage she used to hide behind the pain inside. Just the flinching, I have to leave it all behind. 
Right. I got a lot of questions I want to still ask you, but unfortunately we're running out of time. Uh, go ahead and uh, give yourself a plug to where everybody can find Anne-Marie Pacerno. Absolutely. Well, you can Google my name. That's if you know how to spell it, of course, but it's Anne-Marie, A-N-N-E-M-A-R-I-E, Pacerno, P-I-C-E-R-N-O. You can Google me and find all sorts of sites and musics, YouTube and Instagram and Twitter. And my music site is on ReverbNation.com forward slash Amplified Sound. But you can also search my name. And then I have my main website, www.AnnemariePacerno.com. I'm also on Facebook, so you can find me on Facebook. Um, got a band page as well. And really, like I said, if you... Uh, if you go to my website, annemariepacerno.com, right there at the top are the icons to pretty much every website that I'm on, including LinkedIn and Pinterest and, you know, all those sites. All you got to do is click, and if you're a member, you can join or follow or friend me. And, um, you know, I do my best to keep up with all of them. So um, all my tunes are on there, including the whole Bad Girl EP, my two new singles, and um, a lot of info about me, pictures. If you join my mailing list, you will also receive a free download of my single Bad Girl. So check it out. Yes, and, and that's going to be so coming up. <laughs> yeah, I really I appreciate you guys having me on air. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, Thank yes. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. I was going to say that song's actually coming up in this set because we are going to have a... Of course, our first music set, which is going to be five songs from in here, going to be uh, starting the set off with Bad Girl. That's going to be followed up by Capture the Moment. Then, got to get me some of that. It'll be followed up by Love Doesn't Hurt and topping the set off with Waiting for the Day. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And, um, Chris, you're awfully quiet. Uh, he's always he's always the quiet one when it comes to the interviews. He was the one masturbating. So, you know, even though I muted it, who knows? Maybe the Skype microphone was still on. So that could have been me masturbating. I'm not sure. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to have me on so I can tell you a few more stories. But thank you so much, guys, for featuring my music. And I hope all the listeners out there will visit my website and friend me. And thank you very much. And keep listening because there's still more coming on this show tonight. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time. Best of luck to you in your future endeavors, and we definitely uh, looking uh, f- look forward to hear hearing from more in the future. Okay. Thank you, guys, and feel free to tag me anytime because even if I might be at work or you know not see it immediately, if I do see it later, I'll still put you out there. And you know, um, best of luck to you and Outlaw Radio. You guys are great. You have a great night. You too. Thank you. And with that said, we're going to hit our first music set. All songs, as I said, by Anne-Marie Pierna. Yes. Hold on. I just want to say one quick thing. Mikey, you're an ass. (laughs) Sorry, buddy. (laughs) Don't hack me. (laughs) All right. All right. Let's get to the music set, guys.
You're listening to Outlaw Radio on the No Holds Barred Radio Network, where if you don't agree with our opinions, then fuck your mother. Come on, boy. School's out. And I wanna be sure to give my man enough. I haven't done research as for sure, but you're giving me time to make it good. The room is empty, the dark is locked. We got some supplies and dark well stuff. We even have films on love history, but I'd rather you teach. Probably Let me show you a good man. 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 Let me show you a good man.
band? Or are you the sound guy for a band? Do you have that one band member who thinks 11 is barely audible? Well, you need the show Stomper from Stereo Dust Particles. The show Stomper comprises of a bright light and a foot pedal, and when that band member gets too loud, simply stomp on the foot pedal and a blinding light shines in their face, telling them to bring the volume down. The show Stomper is compatible with the Avion monitor system and can be optionally interfaced with the Bieber alarm. However, doing so would defeat the purpose. The show Stomper is now available at Stereo Dust Particles, only one ninety nine ninety nine zero zero zero.
we both made it clear There's a chemistry here I turn to talk to you Spent all evening too Felt like we were old friends Said goodnight at the end I want to touch your face Take your heart home in my hands We don't have to say it But we understand I want it got to have it Gonna kiss you, pull you near me Feel your blazing trail My fingers I'll explode Every inch of you Gotta get some of that Gotta get some of that There's a beginning here And I don't want an end It's all so natural And I yearn for even more I wanna hold you Share a kiss, feel no fear Part of me just wants to love all over you We don't have to say it Cause we know it's true I want it, got to have it Gonna kiss you, pull you near me Feel your breathing, trail my fingers I'll explode Love's not 
Oh uh-huh. 
Broadcasting awaits you. If you've ever dreamed of being a radio disc jockey, newscaster, sportscaster, or production director, this is one of those rare times in history where positive change is waiting for you. American Broadcasting School Incorporated, one of the most successful and best-known broadcasting institutions of its kind, presents your window of opportunity now. Now, you can train in fully equipped broadcast studios with instructors evaluating your on-air assignments as you do them. Plus, there's job placement assistance upon graduation. This is a nationally accredited institution that's ready to help you take your first steps into your new future. There has never been a more exciting time to be in the world of broadcasting. And financial aid is available for those who qualify. American Broadcasting School, the number one way of entering broadcasting for over 33 years. You're just a phone call away from the career you've always dreamed of. Hey there. If you love your rock and talk, raw, uncut, unfiltered, uncensored, and unpussified, check out the Jay and Brody Show with hosts Jay and Brody Z every Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Asgard Radio and replayed every Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Hard Rock Radio Network. Two average Joes get together, drink up, engage in witty banter and talking, and play the best in 80s, 90s, and 2000s metal, grunge, new wave, punk ska, and alternative music. Anything goes! You can also listen on demand and contact the show at jbrodyshow.com. Some material may not be suitable for children under 18. The Jay and Brody Show. What more needs to be said? Monster Energy Carolina Rebellion. Gotta keep them separated. Carolina Rebellion 2017. Three days, four stages. May 5th through the 7th at Rock City Campground. Tickets are on sale now with the Fenge Sevenfold. Death Leopard. Down Gardens. And 
a perfect circle. The Offspring, Bullbees, Occult, Tesla, Papa Roach, Mastodon, Corn, Carolina Rebellion. Three days, May 5th through the 7th. Go to CarolinaRebellion.com for everything, including tickets, VIP, and camping information. Seth Leopard, Soundgarden, Avenged Sevenfold, and so many more. Monster Energy's Carolina Rebellion. Hey, Rebels. Let's get ready to rumble! Yo, baby, baby, your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat! You're listening to Outlaw Radio with Chris Master, Eric Stark, and Bad Billy on the No Holds Barred Radio Network. You fuck the shit, you fuck <laughs> the fucking shit. Fuck shit, what the fuck, you shit, the shitty fuck shit, bad Billy, Chris, Master, Mikey, Ward, and myself, and my company, while my job can go shit, fuck. Welcome back to Outlaw Radio, God, that felt so damn good. On the Knowles Bar Radio Network, uh, the songs you just heard were all by Anne-Marie Pacerno in that set, of course, sponsored by Hunter Athletics, where with the Hunters, or where with the Athletics were, I should say, and the Hunters, I guess, and... Cold cock whiskey, uh, raise your glass, take your shot. Must be 21 years or older to drink. Of course, that never stopped me. Uh, the songs we just heard, I'm trying to find them right now. God, we have <laughs> uh, bad, bad girl, capture the moment. Got to get some of that. Love doesn't hurt and waiting for the day. Now, I have a quick announcement. Uh, Aaron Stoll, an artist that we interviewed a couple months ago. Remember, remember her, Billy? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, uh, well, I tweeted out that she was a missing piece that country music desperately needs, and I am proved right because she is a finalist for opening for Joe Nichols on Thursday. We'll find out Monday at 5 p.m. who wins. Oh, my God, I am in tears right now. Absolutely. This is, yep, this is my Lane's eighth birthday, and he would seriously flip if I got the spot. Fingers crossed, lots of prayers feeling so on her right now. The anticipation is killing me. Congratulations to you, Aaron Stahl. I'm glad I am proved right. All right. Well, uh, clock is ticking. We got we got uh, Philip the Pain Wagoner. Uh, Mikey, he's out of your neck of the woods. He's out of Indiana. We're going to be talking to him in a few minutes. But uh, the next 17 minutes here, I've got to uh, bring this to the light. We've talked about it before. And now here I am talking with uh, one of our own voiceover artists, Slim Jim, talking about a chat line called Livewire. And uh, brace yourself, what you're about to hear is not necessarily disturbing, but a little bit shocking as I expose some unprofessionalism. Uh oh. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am joined by the one, the only, the man with the big voice. That's, of course. Hello there. <laughs> Slim Jim, what's going on? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing great. How you been? I'm doing well, doing well. Now, uh, don't want to go on about this uh, too much, but, uh, of course, I've mentioned it before, Livewire, it is a system out there that I do not encourage anybody to go on, let alone I do not encourage anybody to pay for Livewire Plus, which already sounds like a joke to me. It's a scam. Yeah, exactly. I'm, what, 
Amadeus is up to something. He's he really is. I truly believe this. Now, um, you recently uh, did not have a pleasant interaction with Amadeus due to his unprofessional content that uh, he he likes to spew. That is correct. I was talking to him about the way he treated some of the callers, especially some of the new callers and some of the callers who have Livewire Plus numbers. I did not appreciate the way he treated them on the help board, a board which was developed, which was made to allow people to ask questions about things on the system, to get advice on how to work different features of the system. If people had any questions to work certain features, they could go to the help board and ask those questions, not be ridiculed by the system administrators or the system operators for asking those questions and and for those people to be treated like five-year-olds. Well, uh, let's uh, take a moment here. I think I've got three minutes worth of this. Hi, this is Mary Lou. Thank you guys very much for the folders telling me about that. I got totally lost in my box last night, and I could not find my old messages to save my life. So I really appreciate it. Um, I forgot what the envelopes are for, though. And I have another question. Um, I know that you can friend people, you know, when you hear them on these boards. Um, But what if you hear from somebody interesting in your box and you want to... um, friend them um, in there. Um, I was wondering if you can do that. Anyway, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Mary Lou, listen to the prompts and experiment. You don't even have to do what Shelly said anymore, even though Shelly was being very helpful. You don't even have to do that. When you're listening to a message, Press zero, and that'll bring you to a more options menu, and you can befriend them that way. I think what frustrates me the most is that a lot of the things, there's like 70 different ways to do it. I mean, it's not like it's one thing buried in some menu somewhere. I mean, there's so many different ways to do the same thing. I just don't understand why people don't look around and experiment and play with the buttons. and I just don't get it. Okay, can you talk, uh, can you say unprofessionalism right there, just that snide voice he used? Yes, I I mean, okay, it's one thing to give advice to the caller, but it's the tone he used. It was a very condescending, very, uh, it was was a very cocky tone, a very snide, snarky tone that he used with Mary Lou, and it was unnecessary. Very unnecessary indeed. I mean, you know, I've said it before that um, Gordon has been controversial, uh, Phil has been controversial, but nonetheless, when you ask them a question, they don't, uh, they don't come back at, at you, that, that kind of snide tone. They, they tell you what you need to know, and uh, they help you out the best they can because they know what's good for business. They, they help the customer. And let's, let's take, take a moment to talk about this Livewire Plus. Um, how much is it? It is $9 a month, billable to the – It's they bill uh, – Amadeus bills the person's credit card. 
There is no PayPal accepted. It's a credit card taken over the phone by the automated system. So anything could go wrong. And Amadeus has already told me that if you have any problems, you're out of luck. I don't owe you anything. If you don't like the way Livewire Plus is run, cancel. If you don't like the way Livewire is run, stop calling. Really? Yeah. So, And this is what Gordon told me that I find rather interesting, is that uh, this system doesn't uh, charge the extra that uh, is supposed to by law, that, uh, you know, you use a system, an automated system, to charge a credit card. If you use that, there there is a small fee to pay. That Amadeus is avoiding right there. Oh, I did not know that because I, I have not and never will pay for a Livewire Plus box because I would be using my bank debit card, and I'm not about to put that out there. Exactly. I mean, do you want that that type of information to end up in the hands of somebody like that? No, not at all. And he's already told he's already told me that we have no idea, we have no possible idea what it takes to run a system like Livewire. That he does not work for us people. He, he said, and I quote, I, "We do not work for you people." I said, uh, in so many words, I said, "I beg to differ with you. You will actually be working for the the Livewire Plus users." They pay you for access to LiveWire Plus and for the hard work you do. And regardless, of, from this is what I heard now. When you get an account on LiveWire, in order to uh, be able to do stuff on the system, to be able to do more on the system, you have to uh, get people to vouch for you. Yes, there is a level system. And I've already talked with people, numerous people that, are stuck at level one. They can't get past level one. They are forever stuck at level one. And uh, there are other people that have been bumped up levels. I've seen on the Livewire board on Facebook, I have seen posts, oh, is this person an old school caller? Let's bump them up to level three. They come back to Livewire after being gone for a while. Amadeus bumps them up automatically to level three. Okay. I, I, I just don't get it. I, I really don't. And there are people get kicked off the system for no reason. Of course, he would not approve my name tag at all. Okay. What was, what was your name tag? Just my name. <laughs> he wouldn't approve bad Billy. I mean, he could approve barefoot beauty. He could, uh, I mean, he has, I'm an asshole Davis on his name tag, but he wouldn't approve yours. No, he would not approve my name tag. And uh, so, therefore, for two weeks, too, I mean, there were people who waited maybe 48 hours. I can understand that. But I waited two full weeks, and then I found out more about the system and how it's supposed to work. And, by the way, Amadeus, if you're listening, you can take this broadcast, and you can report it to the authorities like you say you keep saying you're going to. It's I'd like to know... Uh, how far you're going to go with this, because this is freedom of speech. I'm not threatening you, but I, within the legal, within the legal ways, and the, I will bring the illegal shit you're doing to the light and, and have you shut down. 
plain and simple. That's, that's right, Billy, because he's also engaging in cyber squatting. He has registered. He, he's, he's gone this far, folks, to register mytelespace.org and point it to his Livewire site. And let me see here. Let's let, let's bring that up, mytelespace.org. And, of course, you have to have a membership to get into most of this. However, the uh, Twitter feed, which he's got Outlaw Radio blocked on, and my personal Twitter blocked on, let's see here. Go to the- there's, there's an 800 number at the bottom there. There's a Vanity 800 number or actually 888 number, I'm sorry, and there's a uh, supposedly a support email address, although he claims that there is no support. Okay, his latest uh, on Twitter was Livewire Calls this month, 360, or excuse me, 69,000 minutes, 1.8 million, eat shit my telespace, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> well, funny thing is now he has put up a uh, replica system, although it's more wide open than Livewire is. It's a replica system called My Tell a Shit. How original, huh? Okay. It's, Where and and what is it? Is this a number you call? Yep. Let's see, add this to the group call on Skype and see what we get. Welcome to MyTelesShit. You must be 18 years old to use this system. You can do whatever you want here. Post whatever you want. Say whatever you want. Everyone's the same level. No one's blocked and codes are instantly approved. Hey, Gordum, what do you think of that? Not everybody can be a winner. I'm not programmed that way. Press 1 to log in, 2 to get a code, 3 for system information, or pound to hang up. Warning. Any inbound audio to this system has the potential to be heard and or recorded by system administration. If you do not agree with this, hang up now and never call back. If you do... Press 2 now. This message courtesy of Phil and Gordon, who are both fags. Wow. Yeah, and the person that's doing the fast talking there, that's Amadeus. The, yeah. the lower voice that you hear, that's that's Amadeus. <laughs> oh, boy. So, your recommendations for uh, people who are even remotely thinking about calling Livewire, what, do you, what is your... Uh, response to that if you should want to call livewire at all uh <laughs> frankly i would say do not but if you insist on calling livewire take what amadeus says with a grain of salt do not let him intimidate you as so many people seem to have been exploited and intimidated by him i already told him in the facebook dialogue i had with him last night he said to me you you think you may have some special knowledge, but you don't. I said, let me be clear. I do not claim to have any special knowledge. It's really no secret how this works. And you've got your VOIP there and you've got your telco lines and you've got your uh, reciprocal compensation that uh, the telcos pay you for people calling the lines. They, the more, the more people call in to these type of chat systems, the more, money the chat line runners the chat line owners get of course yeah every, we've known that yeah so it's funny to hear amadeus try to insult my intelligence last night the way he did and after me supporting his system for a while with that and i don't even know why the hell i did it <laughs> but i supported him last year joined the elite program 
as it were, and paid $45 to help him with the system. I wish I hadn't done that now because after doing that, this is the thanks I get him attacking me like he did last night. Now, he's, he's definitely unprofessional. Okay, now, if it were a free system, if they were not doing the LiveWire Plus program, I would say, okay, I mean, LiveWire is being the way that Amadeus wants it, but there is actually money spent here for LiveWire Plus. That was my argument with him last night. What about that? What about the people that are paying to use the system? Because Sally, bless her heart, she's a very nice lady, and she asked for some help on the help board, and she was called a hypocrite by... Amadeus. I forget exactly what the question was regarding now, but she was called a hypocrite by Amadeus. And also there was a lady on the help board that goes by the handle Dr. D.A.P. And she was saying that something must be wrong with the clipboards. They're not working. Amadeus said, and I quote, D.A.P., you are full of the proverbial shit. Wow. Nice way to talk to people that are helping you to to help support you. Uh, Okay, so let me get something straight here, Jim. He does not allow bashing and drama on his system. No, he does not. He said if anyone starts bashing, if anyone creates a bashing board, they're gone. But yet he's a – okay, I see pure hypocrisy right here. I know, right? Pure hypocrisy. So I don't want to go on too much further because we got other stuff to get on in the sh- go, to get to in the show. But uh, point plain and simple, Livewire needs to be done away with, just as the shout wall was. Mm-hmm. You know, just as the legend system after dark wa- was, it need that system needs to be gone. Plain and simple. Uh, in the words of Negan, shut that shit down. No exceptions. Also, for those who have paid for LiveWire Plus service and you have used your credit card or debit card, I would recommend that you switch your card, cancel your card right now, switch your card, get another card opened up. Don't even tell Amadeus you've done this. I would I would advise you to switch to another card destroy that old card that's connected with LiveWire Plus. And plain and simple, my telespace is a better system. Fillmore voicemail, if you want to pay for a system, better system. And the owners of those systems do not result to cyber squatting techniques to get their job done. I mean, yeah, Gordon and Phil go against each other, but they have not crossed the lines that uh, those two have. I mean, in the words of Phil, this is dirty pool. Anyway, with that said, Jim, I want to thank you very much for your time. And uh, Thank you. I, by the way, uh, th- always thank you for the great voice work you do here on the show. You're welcome, man. My pleasure. Always great to help you out. Hi, it's the big voice guy. The one who intros and promos the show you're listening to right now. Hi, my name is Jim Hunt. I voice for a growing list of internet and terrestrial radio stations, podcasts, and businesses. I'd love to spread the word about yours, too, no matter if the message is serious or silly. Whether you want the delivery to be hard-hitting, voice of authority, or conversational, warm, and fuzzy. 
From fully produced station imaging and commercials to custom phone system messages on hold and IVR prompts, voiceovers for computer games to narration for presentations, even post-production audio editing and audio cleanup services. Yeah, I do them too. I'm your guy. I do business as Jim Hunt voiceovers and audio services. My rates are reasonable and negotiable because I love internet radio too. Visit my website, jimhuntvo.com. I'm Jim Hunt, at your service. Put my voice and audio production skills to work for you. Let's do this. Oh, boy. Okay, enough with that nonsense now, because uh, we really have to get moving. You guys ready to, to, to talk some MMA? Let's do it. All right. Yep. All right. Who the hell fuck do you think you are? You're listening. What the hell? Radio with Chris <laughs> Damn it, Billy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, Billy, before. It's time! Boxing. Kickboxing. Mixed martial arts. Professional wrestling. Outlaw radio. Combat sports discussion. Billy, are you on? Uh, let's get All right, and with that said, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome back the pain Phil Wagoner from Indiana back to the show. How you doing, bud? How the fuck are you, Billy? Doing well, doing well. I am excellent, yes. man. Thanks for having me yes. back on the show. Absolutely. It's good to have you back here. Now, uh, the last time we uh, talked to you, uh, you were getting ready for a fight. You've you've had that fight, and uh, you're you're doing pretty well in your career. What What else is going on with you now? Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, March 25th for True Form Entertainment. Uh, I fought for Josh Griggs, uh, promoter. Big shout-out to Josh Griggs. Um, I fought for him, and uh, I came away with a a first-round win. Uh, It was a TKO with body shots. And uh, I had a tough opponent, Cody Sheevy. Uh, He he gave me a good good struggle, but uh, I came away with a big win, and I... He he uh, took some hard body shots, uh, and I'm telling you, I hit real fucking hard. So anybody that wants to fucking get in the ring, get in the cage, let's do it. Now, uh, one question I wanted to ask you that was brought to my attention before was uh, I had a buddy of mine tell me that uh, – he was he was watching a friend of his get into boxing at the age of 32, and he was trying to advise him to go into MMA instead because he said boxing is not a sport for late bloomers. MMA is, and you at your age, how how do you feel about a comment like that? Well, let me say this. Um, you know, boxing is is is, is a sport. Uh, it's it's a two-dimensional sport, um, but MMA is, is is beyond boxing. I mean, boxing, we're just throwing hands. Uh, we get an MMA, we're, we're doing a lot more than that. And But if you feel like you got it, go for it. You know, if you... If you well, have, go ahead. Go ahead, I'm sorry. That, that's all right. <laughs> go ahead, Billy. <laughs> well, I'm, I was just going to say, too, with the grappling aspect involved in MMA, too... Doesn't it seem 
on the, even though you have kicking, you have knees, you have elbows, which are all permitted, still boxing consists primarily of striking. And, yeah. uh, you know, and uh, you're, you're likely to sustain more strikes in boxing than you would in MMA, what do you, wouldn't you think? Yes, if 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 you're just standing there throwing hands, you, you you're gonna you're gonna get more more strikes. Absolutely. So um, so now after your most recent win, of course, uh, you're obviously on your way to where you want to be. But uh, what's in the horizon now? There is uh, a couple avenues of really. Uh, uh, I'm really pleased to announce too that uh, Rufi, Rufiano International uh, is uh, wanting, wanting to sponsor me. Uh, they are a great, uh, great company with with uh, a lot of a lot of gear, a lot of fight wear. Um, there, there is some talks with the promoter about a pro fight. We, we we are. I don't want to release any details about it just yet, but we we are in the works of it. Nice, nice. And um, do you do you per, do you perhaps now see in yourself going on to uh, to bigger promotions like Bellator, may, maybe even the UFC, as yes. uh, the this ladder keeps on going? I am hoping Bellator. I, I'm probably not good enough to make the UFC. I mean, I'm not half the fighter that some of the UFC fighters are, but uh, I, I, I hope I, I hope I can get the Bellator. Uh, there are some uh, promotions in Chicago uh, that I'd like to get to. UCL, I, I, you know, Ron Imhoff fights for them. Although Ron lost, lost bad in the last one, but you know. So be it. Yes, yes, and uh, over, overall, too, um, I, I do want to ask you too, as far as that that one Facebook group that uh, I think is just dedicated to making fun of uh, Ron Imhoff too. I mean, I, I just have to ask you uh, how how much has the bullshit just blown up after his last fight? Man, it, it it I actually left the group because I got tired of hearing all the bullshit about Ron. Um, I, I, Ron's Ron's a good person, um, and I admire Ron, especially at his age, and he's still doing it. Uh, and I, I I think a lot of people are are giving him a hard time. So. Yeah, I mean. Well, he, you know, he doesn't have the most impressive record. He doesn't have the most impressive performances, but he go, he goes out there and he puts forth an effort, and that's what that's yeah. what really counts. Unlike one other clown whose name I'm not going to say, but I think we all know who I'm talking about. Okay, I won't say it either. <laughs> I will not say it. I will not say it this time. Yes. Oh my goodness. Uh, but uh, in, in anyway, man, you know it's. I want I want to say to you guys, it's you know it's people like you that uh, put me on your shows. Um, uh, that Jared Vasquez, the Octagon Doctor, 
which has done a lot of work for the UFC, and he does a lot of cage side work for the Midwest. Um, Loaded Joes, you you guys shine the light on us. I mean, you know, people like me that don't have a lot of money, don't have a lot of resources, don't have a lot of anything, and we're just somebody trying to make it. Uh, and you know, I'm 43 years old with a record of five and two in amateur MMA. I got one draw along with that, and you guys help shine the light on us. Um, and this, the support that grows from you guys is, is just great. Well, absolutely. You know, you don't have to get in there to win. Uh, and uh, and would you guys agree with what I'm about to say is uh, you get in the cage, and yes, of course, you got to win to make an impression, especially with the fans. But the true hardcore fans who have watched MMA as long as I have, who have been, who have watched it since it was no holds barred, you know, it's it's getting in there, giving it all you got, and that's where my respect comes from, right there. It's it's not about whether you win or you lose. It's about going in there and giving it, giving it your all, and that's what makes you a warrior. Wouldn't you guys agree? Hell yes. You know, and and if anybody just takes this as a as you know a, a weekend thing or, it, you know, it's it's something I I put a lot of time and effort into. I and you know, you know, as an amateur, I actually lose money. You know, the promoter gives me uh, he might cover my travers travel sales, he might give me a percentage off uh, ticket sales. Um, but it's it's nothing compared to what I put into it, and the time I take off work to go to these fights, uh, you know, and and I fucking win, I win. Uh, I have not lost since January of 2016, and I probably wouldn't have lost that one had it not been for a, a torn bicep. Uh, I fought Lane McIntyre, and he was he was tough guy, man. Uh, I don't know if I hadn't torn that bicep. I don't know if uh, you know the outcome probably would have been a little bit different. But I, I, I almost had him, and I couldn't hang on. Uh, my first loss, Austin Smith, uh, he fucking KO'd me, uh, complete disaster. Uh, and I, I that was a valuable learning lesson. And you know, I walked away from it, and I've done very well since then. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, uh, not, not the least bit disappointed about any of the rest of them after that. Yeah, Phil, here's a question I want to ask you, uh, which out of, out of these two scenarios, which would you be happier with a win to where you won by decision, but it wasn't an exciting fight and you just basically did what you had to do to win the fight and get the decision or a loss by knockout that was a complete total war where you both rocked each other, you both hurt each other, you know, but uh, somebody was getting knocked out, and, but uh, it was uh, you in the end. Out of those, which would you be more proud of? I, I think it would, the win, the win. Absolutely. Because it's, it's the best feeling in the world to walk away with a win after you've just fought somebody, to have your fucking hand raised, that that is the best. Uh, I will it, not 
Go ahead. How, how how would you feel after a loss that was an all-out war where, uh, you know, you you gave just as much as you got, and you were just uh, at at the end, it was just it just wasn't your night. Would you still feel good about that? Uh, that would suck ass. <laughs> I would not like <laughs> it. <laughs> I would not like it. Um, you know, I, I'm going to bring up uh, the McGregor Diaz fight. Uh, you know, when when they raised McGregor's hand and Diaz gave him a tough fight, which by the way, I love Nate Diaz. Uh, he is great, man. I I actually met him, and uh, when when he fought Connor that last time, and Connor won by decision. I, you know, Connor's a tough guy. He, he's tough. So is Nate. Yeah, absolutely. We got to wrap this up pretty quick, but I want to ask you real quick. Uh, tonight's headliner is, of course, boxing. We've got uh, two Mexicans going to stand off. Of course, uh, how appropriate the day right after Cinco de Mayo. You Cinco have, de Mayo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Canelo Alvarez against uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Overall, uh, how do you see that fight going on? I'm going, going Chavez. Down. Chavez. Uh, Chavez Jr. <laughs> I, I, um, I, I'm on the opposite side. I, I, Canelo's more exciting and takes it more seriously. I, I remember <laughs> um, uh, big big Chavez. Uh, I'm a big fan of his too. Yes, yes. Of course, uh, compared to, uh, and he makes Mayweather look like a joke because uh, he went what eighty some and oh before his first loss. Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Well, anyway, we do have to wrap this up because a lot of stuff has taken up a lot of time, but I want to thank you very much for joining the show. Bill, and before Man. you go, why don't you um, give yourself a plug, uh, tell the listeners where they can find you on social media. Okay, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, I want to thank my local sponsors uh, who are The End Zone, Steve Belcher, Putters Bay, Angle Inn, and PR Bean. In Vivo Studios of Oskaloosa, Iowa, Sandbar, Wapalo, Iowa. And I want to thank Jimmy Steelboy, Steelboy Artiano. I hope I'm saying that right. <laughs> Artelino of uh, Rufiano International. Uh, looking forward to all this stuff. So. And the True Rev Show going in, in Tumwa, Iowa right now. Uh, right on. Helen Peralta, Austin Smith, I hope you fucking, I hope you whip Josh Wooten's ass. Chris Maybe and Joby Steffensmeyer. Joey White, kick ass. Right on. I, I, I think well, I've carried on enough. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Well, uh, once again, Phil, I want to thank you for coming back to the show. And, of course, you know you're welcome back uh, with – when you feel the time is right, of course, we'll bring you back anytime. You know that. Yes, sir. July, August, uh, we are looking at a fight. Uh, we, we are looking at a fight, So, and I will be sure to keep you informed about all of it. Absolutely. All right. Well, once again, thank you very much for your time, and, uh, and uh, best of luck to you in what's coming up, okay? All right. Thanks, Billy. All right. And ladies and gentlemen, 
We've got our next music set coming up. And, uh, d- Chris, I, I want to apologize to you on the air. Uh, I, ca- I didn't mean to cut you off at the moment you started speaking. Yeah, Billy, I was wondering about that. I'm like, is this the night, uh, you know, where every time I try to talk, it, you know, something cuts me off or it's am I just not quick enough? It, it was it was just the timing. That's all it was. <laughs> all right. I can talk I can talk about what I wanted to do that what I wanted to um during the news of the weird. All right. And with that. Well, uh, what I have decided to is tonight it's ladies night where the music is concerned, of course, uh after interviewing Anne Marie Pacerno going to have uh, our next music set all female artists going to be uh, kicking it off with Pushbox they're out of Reno Nevada going to be followed by a band I saw at Rock in the Spring they're called Reclaim the Sky then one of Derek's favorites Lurid Liz yes. another one followed by another one of Derek's favorites Gina Giordano and topping the set off with Motion Device we'll be back after this who in the hell fuck do you think you are? You're listening to Outlaw Radio with Chris Master, Derek Stark, and Bad Billy on the No Holds Barred Radio Network. Where we are known as proper gentlemen because we always ask... Do you mind if I fart? You really know how to waste a Cialis, don't you? You're abusing my fans.
Yes, I'll have to accept that I'm not, I'm not your Superman and I can't reach you. problem of running out of weed and just can't find some anywhere? Well, try my Dr. Green Thumb Grow Tip. I'll show you how to grow inside and out from seed to clone and the best homegrown. And if you're afraid of those pesky pork choppers in the sky, no worries, we'll fix them too with one of our Dr. Green Thumb Sizzling Screens to block the nosy pig's vision. Don't believe me? Just ask one of my many satisfied clients here, Jed Sanders, how well it works. Hello, my name is Jed, and I'm a farmer, and I've been growing marijuana for about 20 years. And uh, uh, with Dr. Green Thumb Sizzling Screen, I don't have to point my shotgun at them pesky porkers no more. Thanks, Dr. Green. You're the shit. Yes, Dr. Green Thumb's got it all. I guarantee it. Try my book, and you'll have the chronic in no time. Dial 1-800-713-GROW. That's one eight hundred seven one three G R O W.
You've been on the same page, light in the darkness, guide on the bad days, night, miss a call. I'm here to help you, goddamn important, don't have to tell you. Tell me what is now, will it matter in ten years? Don't do this, no, you want to be there, manic and irrational. Oh, you don't care, mom's fucked up, you're pissed, I'm right there, whatever the plan. It doesn't have to turn out my hand, it's on your hand, and you can still put the gun down, whatever the plan. It doesn't have to turn out my hand, it's on your hand, and you can still... Put the gun down. No, you're feeling overwhelmed. You don't know what the truth is. Take another second, man. Take another second. Need you all to promise me. I need you all to really hear and never give a chance for us to tell him that we really care. You don't need an end, dude. You need a friend, dude. Let me try to stop you. Guarantee I got you. No, you want to fade away, but you don't want to die. You just need a better day. Let tomorrow try. I am the song. I, I am the bars. Your ears right above my heart to your heart. Understand the mess that can be somebody's day to day. Understand these people, they won't understand you anyways. I have days, can't hear about it. Swear to fucking God, I hit you in the mouth, kid. No, I'll regret it. Probably hit me back, so I'll lose my damn mind. Then I'll full on attack you. Here in the song, sounds so passive. Cause he's fucking gone. We didn't fucking save him, but I can save you. I'm here to tell you, I swear to fucking God, don't do it. I can help you. No, you're feeling overwhelmed. You don't know what the truth is. Take another second, man. Take another second. Need you all to promise me. I need you all to really hear and never give a chance for us to tell him that we really care. You don't need an end, dude. You need a friend, dude. Let me try to stop you. Guarantee I got you. No, you want to fade away, but you don't want to die. You just need a better day. Let tomorrow try. You don't need a gun just to try to have control here. It's not fair. So there. No, still so weird. I won't let him get you. Won't let him get you hold the fuck up dude i can help you get through have to learn to stand through the plants of the weather i'm where you stand we will stand here together i just want to let you know i care that you're alive science that's inside of us preserving human life have to write one just to wish you all well to put on my son that i care with every cell this is a new start gonna be a good part want to find a way to show you that 
you are a gold star. One in my own heart, flame will never go out. There's a reason you should be here, I can tell you no doubt. Gonna be a mission, I'm the vision that you need. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me, please. No, you're feeling overwhelmed, you don't know what the truth is Take another second, man, take another second Need you all to promise me, I need you all to really hear And never gave a chance for us to tell him that we really care You don't need it, and dude, you need a friend, dude Let me try to stop you, I guarantee I got you No, you wanna fade away, but you don't wanna die Okay. 
Right now, a prestigious position in radio broadcasting can be yours with help from American Broadcasting School. There are a lot of career possibilities out there. Why just dream it? And you can become a radio disc jockey, sportscaster, newscaster, or production director. American Broadcasting School, one of the best-known, nationally accredited broadcasting institutions of its kind, can teach you the skills to succeed. 
Best of all, you'll train from your home computer. Go live on your own internet radio station as instructors evaluate your on-air assignments. You'll receive all the instructional materials and software to get you started. Train from home, learn from home. It's that convenient. Plus, American Broadcasting School offers job placement assistance so you can land the broadcasting career you deserve. ABS has helped thousands of graduates break into the field, and you're next. American Broadcasting School is the nation's number one way of entering broadcasting. Call 888-677-5227 or visit online at radioschoolonline.com. He took an oath to defend the Constitution of the United States of America. By some, he's been called controversial. He is the free American, Clay Douglas. Now, keep in mind that some of my guests have been approached by Homeland Security or FBI saying, why are you going on the Clay Douglas show? My message to those guys, if they're listening this morning, is good morning. Go get a cup of coffee. Maybe you'll learn something. Yeah, sit down. I've always invited you. I hope you come into my lecture, man. Now, you know, we, we both took the same oath to defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. I don't recall there being an expiration date on that. Catch the Free American weekday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. For the podcast and more details, go to freeamerican.com. Some material may not be suitable for children under 18. Rocklahoma, presented by Bud Light. America's biggest Memorial Day party returns to rock you with Def Leppard. Soundgarden. The Offspring. Stone Sour. Oklahoma, May 26th, 27th, and 28th in Friar, Oklahoma, with performances by Caesar, Three Days Grace, The Cult, Skillet, Rat, Jackal, The Pretty Reckless, and many, many more. Over 75 bands on four stages, plus the best camping experience ever. Get all festival details at rocklahoma.com and get your tickets on sale now. America's biggest Memorial Day party, Rocklahoma, Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Rock, presented by Bud Light and fueled by Monster Energy. You're listening to Outlaw Radio with Chris Master, Derek Stark, and Bad Billy on the No Holds Barred Radio Network. You know, Billy, we need to get uh, Mikey's name in there because he's one of us now. Yeah, we most definitely do. Uh, But anyway... But anyways, welcome back to Outlaw Radio right here on the No Holds Barred Radio Network, brought to you by Hunter Athletics, where what the athletes wear, whatever their slogan is, and cold cock whiskey, raise your glass, take a shot, you must be 21 years or older to drink, and I finally got the damn thing after how long have they sponsored us now? A couple of months. Yeah, I finally got the thing, and Derek had it down pat after the first week. Uh, but anyways... Practice makes perfect. Yep. <laughs> uh, what you just heard was a piece of rock and roll by Motion Device. And before that, The Woman I Am by Gina Giordano. Uh, before that was Another Second by Lurid Liz. And then before that, we had Melt Into Me by Reclaim the Sky. And setting off that whole set was Reach You by Pushbox. And Billy, is it time? 
After we make one big announcement, uh, that's for both the No Holds Barred Radio Network and Rockin' Waves. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I'm going to make this announcement real quick. While I was at Rock in the Spring, you've probably seen it on Twitter. I met uh, Brad, who does the voice of Mr. Holland, uh, so you know some of the skits you hear at the uh, very beginning of the show. I was actually interviewed by the crew at Cranked Up Live, which uh, they did not play on their show this week, but I believe they're going to air that interview they had with me next week. But I talked to Curtis, and both... Rockin' Waves 11294 and the No Holds Barred Radio Network. This is what's coming up. You are listening to Crank Up Live, heard on all the great stations across the United States. I put the condoms on the store counter. The clerk said, do you want a bag? I said, no, she's not that ugly. New music. Psycho Rise Up by Art of Dying. Lydia, my highly suspect. Black is on hot and red, and I'm just to the track. When I turn around, I every time I hit the ground, I know there's no this is Nate from Shaman Tarvin. This is Taylor Mountain from The Pretty Reckless. This is Ben from Breaking Benjamin. This is Alex Cabrera from Bridge to Grace, and you're tuned in to Cranked Up Live. So, tomorrow morning at 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, tune in right here to the No Holds Barred Radio Network for Cranked Up Live makes its debut here. Something a little different for the No Holds Barred Radio Network, but... That's what makes it a little bit more exciting, and then it also makes its debut uh, uh, win on Rockin' Waves, Chris. It will be uh, debuting this Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Right on, right on. Well, so you got the scoop on that, and I think it is time. Yes. And This is Outlaw Radio. News of the Weird. Newsroom surrounded by a bunch of beer cans and Colcock whiskey, dead soldiers. I am well hung. And here's what. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What? Well hung. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we start this week off with a bit of an editorial note. Um, and this is what I've been trying to say for the past hour or two. All right, you know how on the commercials that you see um during the evening news for Cialis and Vi- Viagra and all that crap? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, sure. For Cialis, they say it's natural male enhancement. How is it natural if you take a pill? It's still I, I mean, if if you're if it's natural male enhancement, why aren't you taking a pill to get a boner? You shouldn't even have that problem if it's natural male enhancement. Oh well. 
you know, I mean, if you want natural male enhancement, use a magnifying glass. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, guys. You don't need Viagra to get hard. You just need a prettier woman. Hey, there you go. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Uh, can I say something really quick before you go any further, Chris? Dude, just, don't tell me you're don't tell me you're a user of Cialis, man. Don't need it. Don't need it. But uh, <laughs> no, some kind of funny. You know, when I was when I was in Vegas. Uh, and I, I stayed at a friend of mine's house that I've known for quite some time. And uh, I see a big stack of diabetic needles on the counter. And I turned to, to my buddy Jake and I said, well, who's, who's diabetic? And he, he said, no, it's, it's our buddy Scott. He's forced to take testosterone and he, he prefers diabetic needles. And I said, well, why the hell would he need testosterone? I mean, this is, he'll, he'll laugh and make fun of this, even though it is serious and there's not a lot funny about this, but he was diagnosed with testicular cancer a few years back and is forced to take uh, testosterone because he only has one nut, but he makes a joke out of it. Hmm. Uh, at least he's able to laugh about it, you know? Exactly. And positive. And, uh, oh, man. I, oh. Speaking of that, have you guys seen the video of this guy that decided to play a prank on his friend by mixing his Gatorade with Viagra? He was was walking around with a boulder. Yeah. Yeah. The guy guy was like, God damn it. And and the guy was like, what are you doing? And he's like, "I, I got a boner, man. And at the end of the video, he's like, well... You might want to stop drinking that. He goes, why? And he's like, because I put Viagra in it. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I'll try and find that video and send it to you guys. Okay, Uh, Chris, what's worse, though? Uh, Tell me what's worse, doing that or um, slipping, say your buddy has a date and you want to pull a joke on him because – he knows he's going to get laid that that night, but uh, instead you want to pull a little joke on on him and you sl- and you slip salt peter into his food. Oh, 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 oh. the salt peter's worse. <laughs> yeah, because uh, you're, you're not getting anything on that note. No. By the way, there's the video. Uh, that I talked that I told you guys about, but anyways, uh, let's get to the news. Uh, Patrick, the oldest known bear-nosed wombat in the world, has died. His keepers at Ballarat Wildlife Park in Victoria, Australia, announced his death in a Facebook post on Tuesday. They wrote, "It is with sadness and heavy hearts that Greg Parker and all the staff are mourning the loss of our bucky tooth Patrick the wombat." Patrick the Wombat came to the park as an orphan after his mother was hit by a car and was raised by Greg and the fam and his family. Now, veterinarians made the decision to euthanize Patrick after a sudden decline in his health. He was surrounded by his caretakers when he died. In the wild, bare-nosed wombats, also known as common wombats, though Patrick was anything but common, are believed to live to be about 15 years old. Now, what does this make? Now, what does uh, now? You're wondering what the why is this news of the weird? Why are why would someone announce this? Well, 
this wombat's famous. Uh, Patrick the Wombat was famously a virgin. Something that Derek can relate with. <laughs> oh, fuck uh, Oh, that's that was low. Under the belt. <laughs> I'm that sorry. Was, I'm, you know, I'm sorry. Hey, Derek, when we meet, you can kick me in the nuts. How does that sound? I'm going to do that. You're going to buy me some goddamn waffles from the Waffle House. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's famously was famously a virgin, and his caretakers once even made a Tinder profile for him. Though he apparently never found that special wombat lady, he spent his life surrounded by the platonic love of his caretakers at the wildlife park and adoration of fans around the world. Patrick also achieved international recognition as Wombassador for the park. That's just cheesy. With CNN naming him one of the greatest city mascots in the world in 2014. Uh, on his Facebook page, the, pa- the park listed Patrick's personal interest as riding in his wheelbarrow, cuddling, and eating fresh-picked grass. Cuddling. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. And we already have <clears throat> have spoons, forks, knives, sports, um, you know, larger, not, larger uh, forks for your salad, you know, all that mess. And we also have McDonald's. We didn't need forks. And yet, here we are living in a world where where forks exist. Forks came about as part of of a McDonald's campaign to get the word out that sandwiches and its new signature craft recipes lineup are so packed with toppings, now you'll need a special utensil to deal to Deal with it. Uh, Frork infomercial has also surfaced, according to NBC News. And but and guess who pitched it? TV pitchman Anthony Sullivan. Said he says in the video, "Will the frork change your life? Probably not. Will the frork improve your signature crafted recipes eating experience? I mean, sure, maybe. At first." At first glance, the fork doesn't seem real, but apparently you can actually own one. A limited supply of forks will also be available with the purchase of a signature crafted recipe sandwich on May 5th, which was yesterday, but only at participating restaurants. You can call one eight four four McD Fork or visit McDonald's Fork website to find out where to snag yours. Um, and basically, a fork is um, a fork made out of french fries. Wow. Oh. <laughs> I kid you not. <laughs> uh, let, me, let me just say, um, you know, hey, it's, it's original. I'll, I'll give them that. But, um, it, but the only way I'll eat there is if they'll actually start getting my goddamn order right. Yeah, no joke. Yeah. Uh, you ask for a ham- you ask for a hamburger, you get a Big Mac. You ask for a Big Mac, you get chicken McNuggets. I'm hungry. You ask for <laughs> yo- you ask for yogurt, you get fries. Uh, Colgate University went on lockdown, and students were ordered to shelter in place for four hours Monday night, while police investigated reports of a gunman on the upstate New York campus. And as a matter of fact, there was a gunman. It was a student using a glue gun for an art project. 
<laughs> okay. That's right. The, the campus lockdown occurred after reports that someone had entered the O'Connor Campus Center while carrying what witnesses believed was a weapon. So the statement from university spokesman Daniel DeVries. The precautions on the campus of the private liberal arts college took place on the same day that an attacker armed with a hunting knife stabbed four people, killing one on the Austin campus of the University of Texas. Police arrested a student over the attack. But some Colgate students expressed concerns about suspected overreactions to the incident on their campus because the student with the blue gun is African-American. As police scoured buildings at Colgate, a university of 2,900 undergraduates located in Hamilton, about 40 miles from Syracuse, students said rumors spread that there were two gunmen and one had committed suicide, none of which was true. Shortly after early reports about sightings concerning a weapon at Colgate around 8 p.m., university administrators tweeted, there is an armed person at the coop. Find a safe space and remain indoors. If you are off campus, stay away. The coop is a dining hall on campus, by the way. Mm. Um, <laughs> it, um, let's see. The university denied identify the student. But HuffPost saw a video of him speaking on a cell phone, apparently to someone investigating the situation, explaining how he was holding a glue gun. Um, okay. Um, you know, I I mean, what what can you do with the glue gun? You give me all your money now or I'll glue your hair into so many weird positions your mother will never recognize you. There you go. Hey, Chris. Chris, yeah. did you say the university was Colgate University? I wonder if it was toothpaste. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, hey, welcome to Colgate University, the land where we actually teach you to brush your fucking teeth. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if that was a school for dentistry, but... <laughs> It's a liberal arts university. Uh, he was going dentures. That's why he was going dentures. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Now, this is an Instagram page people can really get behind. Oh, pun intended. It's called <laughs> At Geeky Exploits, and it's dedicated to bare butt shots of people on vacation. Oh, whether oh. on the sand. The snow at a vineyard in France, in an alley, or on a hotel balcony. The page is the brainchild of a 31-year-old woman in London who prefers to only be known as Cheeky. She started- <laughs> Cheeky bastard. <laughs> Cheeky bastard is recorded in front of a live studio audience. Oh, my God. Where's my roast pheasant? Hmm, by now, I think it's my lower intestine. Oh! Uh, she, wow. she she started at Cheeky Exploits last July after being inspired by an account following one man's butt around the world. Cheeky told HuffPost, I thought this was such a fun idea, and my friend's husband and I already had a small collection of photos similar to this. What? So I started the account as a fun way to share them amongst our friend group. From there, Cheeky managed to convince strangers to pose for her. Then she started getting submissions to the account, and it just snowballed from there. Uh, she said, I never meant for the account to necessarily be about travel and certainly never intended to start a trend. 
it was just a bit of fun, and also I enjoyed encouraging people to be comfortable with their bodies and participate for the throne confidence boost. I don't think we're going to, I don't think I need to ask these guys if uh, we want to do our own submission because no, no, just no. Uh, Cheeky is up front about which spots make the best butt photos. She said the most friendly butt locations tend to be fields, cliffs, and beaches. I find that people are more comfortable stripping down when they can do so with less risk. Not in my neighborhood. Although some people might think that the page is asinine, pun intended, <laughs> Cheeky insists she has standards. She turns up her nose at pics that are too close up, just someone in the mirror in their bedroom or overtly sexual. Cheeky is getting so many submissions that she jokes her life is becoming one big butt pun. And quote, and my friends don't miss the opportunity to make one. Still, she has the dreams of the butt pic she'd really like to see. She said, I would love to take one in a rainforest with monkeys climbing around, or another one that I think would be really cool is in Giza with a camel. Hey, Chris, uh, Chris, can you imagine this as a, as a Disney exhibit? In the cheeky, 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 cheeky room. <laughs> <laughs> bad, pretty bad, but good. <laughs> <Naughty>. wow. <laughs> oh. oh man! And um, in other news, a new study provides scientific evidence that alcohol may be effective at relieving physical pain. Oh no, shit! According to research, London's Greenwich University published in the Journal of Pain. Patients whose blood alcohol level is 0.08% have a higher pain threshold and a reduction in pain intensity. The downside, of course, is that 0.08% is the level considered to be legally drunk in the U.S. Dr. Trevor Thompson, who headed the study, is high on the findings, which strongly suggests alcohol can be an effective painkiller. Thompson told The Sun that alcohol's painkilling effects are comparable to codeine, and said the findings suggest the effect is more powerful than generic Tylenol. Um, okay. I could have told them that years ago and saved them billions of dollars. Um, and I'm sure everyone else could have told them that and saved them a billion dollars. And ring, ring. Is that your banana phone, or are you just happy to see us? If you remember... <laughs> if you remember if you remember the classic 1994 hit by Rafi Bananaphone, you've likely been wanting a banana phone to chat with friends on, and now you can actually pre-order one. A campaign for a Bluetooth-enabled banana phone is currently underway on Indiegogo. The fruit-shaped phone, which can be pre-ordered for $40, won't allow you to forego your current phone. Instead, it will connect to your smartphone and send your calls to the banana phone. According to the Indiegogo campaign, the phone will likely be available in September 2017 and will be able to send and receive calls, feature 10 hours of talk time, have access to Siri, and have a built-in rechargeable lithium battery. So, yeah, it's another thing to charge at night, but think of the benefits. You can talk on a literal banana phone. The co-founders, who look alarmingly like guys you probably went to college with, made a fun video to show how great monkeying around on a banana phone can be. 
as part of the co-founders. And by the way, if you want to see the video, you can check that out and the article on our uh, Outlaw Radio Twitter <clears throat> at Outlaw Radio ABS. As part of the co-founders, spend to put smiles on faces and start great conversation. One percent of the phone sales profits goes go to Gearing Up for Gorillas, a nonprofit organization that works toward the conservation of the rare mountain gorilla in Virunga National Park by providing funding and equipment to the rangers who protect them. Yeah. That sort of adds meaningfulness to the frivolity of the phone, especially since we're not far from the one-year anniversary of Harambe's death. Rest in peace. The campaign aims to hit $30,000 and has a little over $10,000 now. So if you're down to say hashtag yellow, check it out at Indiegogo.com. And you can find the story up for that and the link to it on our Twitter at Outlaw Radio ABS. And since Donald Trump's approval rating is really in the toilet, a lowly 42.4%, Maybe it's not a surprise that he's the subject of a potty-themed protest. A series of gold, gold toilets with the words, Take a Trump, started popping up in cities all over the U.S. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> on the one, and talk about timing, on the 100th day of his presidency, a lift of the lid shows a picture of a pig wearing a crown. As you might expect, the toilets are causing a commotion wherever they are placed. Reggie Lyons got flushed with excitement when he saw the Trump toilets on the Ball State University campus in Muncie. Saying, uh, Lyons told the Indianapolis Star, We saw it Saturday night as we were on our way home from dinner. It caught my eye and I did a double take. As a, and as I got closer and could read it, my wife and I immediately burst into laughter. The trunk... The Trump toilets are the brainchild of an art collective known as the Art Finksters. About 50 or 60 artists have committed to spray painting toilets with gold and placing them in public spots, according to the group's official spokesperson, known only as Art. Art told HuffPost, this project is just to make people aware, to let the people in charge know that what they're doing is being watched and dissected very carefully. Ain't that the truth? So far, Trump toilets have been seen in Austin, Texas, in Austin, Texas, Portland, Oregon, Miami, Chicago, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, and Denver. Billy, did you see a Trump toilet while you were in Vegas? No, but uh, I'm about, I'm, I'm going to send you an image here that uh, <laughs> you're going to get a kick out of. Art oh. promise there are still more to come. Anticipation. Art said the Trump toilet movement is not just a U.S. thing. Art said every city deserves a toilet. It's a great conversation starter. I've gotten word that a few have been taken to homes to be used for their actual toilets, so people are loving them. And that slams the lid on this story. <laughs> wow. Yeah, uh, and Give me just a second here, and I'm going to post the picture I just saw on uh, Twitter. You'll get you'll and by, holy crap! Uh, women try balls for a day. You saw that? How oh, sick! <laughs> I am looking at. I am gonna look at it right now. Oh, uh, um, uh, oh! Those are <laughs> inaccurate. Right? If they really, really try low. balls for a day. They need to get what people call truck nuts. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> truck nuts. <laughs> I actually saw. 
truck going down the road a few days ago with a ball sack um, hanging from its trailer hitch. Oh my goodness! All right, these are totally inaccurate because we don't. Our, us as guys do not have problem with our balls coming up onto our chest. Okay. <laughs> By the way, okay, that uh, picture is posted on Twitter. If you want to take a quick look at it. Oh geez, uh, there it is. <laughs> Um, where was oh my God! The Outlaw Radio Twitter. Oh, uh, it's uh, reposted by the Outlaw Radio Twitter. Was this in Las Vegas? You said uh, no. no. <laughs> Urinals. Yum. Oh. <laughs> Inappropriate. You know what? I think I'd rather have a sandy, sandy cheeks up at the beach, naked uh, than this shit. <laughs> well, um, maybe you like room. room. Being a Pikachu has never seemed more terrifying. Video shot at a Pokemon festival in Songdu, South Korea. They actually still have those. Last weekend shows that should, what should have been a cheerful, innocent performance of 15 adorable creatures dancing to You Can't Stop the Beat. But for one Pikachu, they could stop the beat. About a minute into the performance, one poor Pikachu begins to falter, seemingly unable to keep up with the song. Then it begins to deflate, and that's when the men arrive. Two well-dressed men, one clad in a suit, bolt onto the stage and grab the rapidly flattening Pikachu. Then more men in suits arrive. For a brief moment, we hope they're there to help. But the world of Pokemon has no mercy. The man grabbed the flailing Pikachu and rushed it off stage. In the meantime, the dead-eyed, smiling Pikachus around it continue to dance as if absolutely nothing is wrong, while we can only assume their teammate is somewhere being put out of its misery. Was it an inside job? Was he sabotaged by a fellow Pikachu vying for that front-center spot? We may never know. But around the 4.30-minute mark in the video, the preservant yellow dude manages to briefly escape his captors, hustling back onto the stage to take cover in the herd. We'll let you watch and see how that works out for him. And you can uh, see it on our on our Twitter at Outlaw Radio ABS. A man from Staten Island, New York City, is facing animal cruelty charges <laughs> after prosecutors say he killed a squirrel with a bow and arrow for a patently absurd reason. Hmm. Jonathan Mangia told investigators that he shot and killed the animal on Tuesday because it gave him a look. What? What? According to criminal complaint that DNA Info obtained, he reportedly said he had thrown rocks at the squirrel to scare it away from his home. Mangia said, according to the complaint, then the squirrel gave me a look and I took it personal. Mangia also allegedly told police that after being shot, the squirrel was able to flee and remove the arrow from his own body. It's unclear whether that's true, but an environmental conservation officer spotted the animal dead, covered in blood, and also noticed blood near the window of Mangia's property. The New York Police Department's 122nd Precinct tweeted about the arrest, referring to it as, an, as illegal hunting and stating, Save archery for the range. Officers charged Mangia with torturing and injuring animals, reckless endangerment, and violating a state environmental conservation law. 
He is due to appear in court next on June 27th. Hey, I got an easier idea to get rid of squirrels. BB guns and bird feeders. Chris, <laughs> Chris, the squirrel probably looked at the guy and go, you're a little nuts, ain't ya? <laughs> remind me remind me to club you when I see you finally. And finally, deer are nothing if not symbols of wide-eyed innocence. Surely you've heard the term doe-eyed or have seen the film Bambi. Turns out we've underestimated deer. A study published in the Journal of Forensic Sciences this week reveals that deer, yes, those pictures of guileless natural beauty, have been caught chowing down on human remains. What? Scientists right from Texas Forensic Anthropology Research Facility in the paper published Tuesday saying, herein we report on the first known photogenic evidence of deer gnawing human remains. Popular science reports that researchers left a human body out in the woods in 2014, set up a motion-sensitive camera so that they could study how what scavenging species would do to the corpse. It wasn't for a few months that the co- camera caught our antlered suspect, a white-tailed deer with a human rib bone in its mouth. A few days later, a deer, unclear if it was the same one, was spotted again with the rib bone in its mouth like a cigar, according to popular science. Studying the, studying the effects of wild animals on corpses can potentially help investigators figure out crucial information about found human bodies, like the length of time a person has been dead. We're glad they found useful information, but we wish someone had warned us deer were running around with human bone cigars a little earlier. A Google search for deer attack nets a lot of results, way more results than you might think. And sure, these include situations where deer has fought back against a hunter or attacked a driver after being struck, but they also include deer whose motives are less clear. For instance, a stag that reportedly attacked a visitor at a national park in Australia or one that jumped a man who had just freed the animal from a coyote trap. Listen, deer, we're not all bad. Though honestly, with the destruction that humans have wrought against the natural world, it's not surprising that you want to smoke our bones like cigars. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is News of the Weird. In the cheeky, 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 cheeky room. <laughs> now, now, it's like the Walking Dead version. It's the Walking Deer. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> I can only imagine what those animals are going to do when they get... Uh, Bad Billy's body. They eat him, and he'll turn into a pile of dust. <laughs> oh, oh shit! Anyway, it is time to wrap it up for this week's edition of Outlaw Radio. I want to thank those of you tuning in to listen. Big shout out to Anne Marie Pacerno. Thank you uh, for your time here on the show. Thank you very much to Philip the Pain Wagoner. And next week we have an interesting band. Um, Derek, I know you won't be here to uh, join me, join us uh, live for the show, but you said uh, since the interview has to be pre-recorded that uh, you wouldn't mind helping me out with it. There... Well, well, actually, Billy, I think I will stop by to hear it and see it live. Absolutely. Well, uh, the, what we're going to have next week, I'm going to say, is the future of punk rock. Um, these are young girls, uh, and I'm going to say they're, they're in their teens and, uh, they're a band called Dollskin. 
Uh, thanks to uh, Shauna O'Donnell. By the way, Shauna, I know your mother's in the hospital. Uh, you have our our prayers, and uh, I hope everything is well. And, and uh, also, thank you for uh, everything you've done for me, for Outlaw Radio. And it was a pleasure meeting you at Rock in the Spring. Yes. So, with that said, uh, tune in tomorrow morning right here on the No Holds Barred Radio Network. Uh, you guys might want to tune oh, real quick. Go over to the MHB. Uh, <laughs> go over to the MHB Twitter because uh, you're gonna love this. Oh boy, I gotta check this out. Yeah, uh, it's oh it's to be fair. Let's see here. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, that looks even better. <laughs> I think, Dean, did you post that? I hope you did. I reposted that. That's okay. Cool. Now uh, that is the best looking urinal I've ever seen. Oh yeah. Well, I'm stopping there to take a leak. <laughs> anyway, like I said, tune in tomorrow morning right here on the No Holds Barred Radio Network for the debut of Cranked Up Live. And um, I will be back Friday, or no, excuse me, Saturday morning for the uh, Indy Asylum. Crickets? Oh, um, I'll I'll be uh, back this coming Friday for the Friday Night Renegade show. You can catch it every Friday at 10 p.m., on Rockin' Waves 1294 from 10, a, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Also, you can catch it every Friday on Heat FM at um, at 7 p.m., I think. Maybe 8 p.m., I can't remember. And you can catch it on Star FM every Thursday at 6 p.m. You can catch the drive home Friday nights right before the... Uh, DJ Abby's Radio Takeover, I almost said the Litz Show again. Part of that Friday night uh, weekend kickoff. Uh, also uh, replayed Sundays, Star FM, Mondays, Heat FM before the Indie Asylum with Bad Billy. And Tuesdays on Star FM on and Friday on J-Man Radio. And, yeah. and Mikey Ward is also on Rockin' Waves as well, bud. Yeah, yeah I'm on Rockin' Waves. We are on uh, Wednesday, let's see, uh, 7 to 9 p.m. Check us out, 11 to, ni- ja, to, 11 to 94. Blah, blah. <laughs> All right. And, yeah, I believe Jacob has also made his way, too. Yes. Uh, let's see. What is it? 11 a.m. To, to 1 every Wednesday. Very nice. We're rocking it. Yep. All right, so we're going to end the show with, let's see, what do I have here? Oh, yes, one, another one of Derek's favorites, ADD. Ah, yes. love, love, love that. Yes, uh, Matilda Meme and ADD. We're going to end the show with that. And we'll be back on Outlaw Radio next Saturday night with Doll Skin. It's going to be a good one. Oh, yeah. a, good night, everybody. Yeah. Hey. 
Are you tired of modern pop music that sounds like a dog fucking a squeaky toy? Well, that's where you're listening to Outlaw Radio. We tell bad bed music to go piss up a rope. We give our opinions, and if a fight breaks out, so fucking what? No 
no other feeling than strapping up or grabbing those kettlebells, grappling on the mat, or doing some shadow boxing, getting knocked down, getting back up, throwing strikes, and then doing it all over again. So when you hear someone scream, gear up, you better get ready, because it's just you, your Hunter Athletic Gear, and the voice telling you to train harder. No matter how much experience you have, Hunter Athletic Gear stands with you all the way. Their products are engineered for utmost comfort, protection, and speed. Battle after battle, Hunter Athletic Gear is the brand celebrating your victory. Hunter Athletic Gear has a range of great training and fight gear for men and ladies, including compression pants, fight shorts, hoodies, vests, caps, and bikinis. They can create custom branded ranges for your gym or business. Visit their website at huntermma.co.za. Gear up and let's train. Rock on the Range 2017 is sold out. With Metallica. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that much out of Down Garden. And Corn. Chevelle, Papa Roach, Primus, Bush, and Bulby. America's number one rock festival has sold out May 19th through the 21st at Mastery Stadium, featuring Seether, The Pretty Reckless, Sum 41, Pierce the Veil, Bright, and The Offspring. Three days, three stages, May 19th through the 21st in Columbus. Due to overwhelming demand, Rock on the Range has sold out. Metallica, Soundgarden, and so many more. Rock on the Range, where rock lives. Fueled by Monster Energy Drink and Bud Light. Hey there, Thrill Seeker, rocking out to the station. I hear you. You're probably even sipping on a drink right now. An average blah, blah drink in a can or bottle. One that doesn't quite hit the spot for you. I'll bet you want something different, don't you? Something more. Take your shot with Cold Cock Whiskey. The best whiskey anywhere. Why? Because it's different from other liquors. Cold Cock Whiskey is herbal whiskey. 100% all-natural herbs blended with aged American whiskey. No more morning after sugar hangovers from other liquors. With Cold Cock's blend of herbs, including green tea, hibiscus, ginger, eucalyptus, and more, you'll be an herbal heaven. Cold Cock Whiskey, available at spirit stores and distributors America-wide. Find one near you at coldcockwhiskey.com. Follow Cold Cock Whiskey on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Celebrate those special moments with friends. Raise your glass. Take your shot. You must be 21 or older to drink Cold Cock Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. You have been listening to Outlaw Radio on the No Holds Bar Radio Network. Be sure to leave your feedback by calling 773-572-7878. All feedback is played and replied to on the show. Visit our official website at outlawradioabs.com. Outlaw Radio is a presentation of AOW Productions. Here I am sitting on a porch writing another song about Waylon Willie David Allen Cole. You can't go wrong. Such great outlaw boys just like me. Man, can't you? 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.